Have you thought about playing another class? Or maybe it's your first time playing. Well, we've got you covered. Welcome to Class Outline. Hello everyone, I'm your host Tracy and welcome to Let It Roll's Class Outline, where we discuss a bit more into each class or subclass. Today's topic, Path of the Totem Warrior, the Barbarian subclass. I'm joined today with James Kirk. Howdy-ho, neighbor! <laughs> in some barbarian tribes, a totem animal is considered to be akin to a particular clan. In such cases, it is unusual for an individual to have more than one totem animal spirit, though some exceptions exist. When you gain this at third level, your path that seeks attunement, you gain Spirit Seeker. At third level, when you adapt this path, you gain the ability to cast Beast Sense and speak with animal spells, but only as a ritual as described in the spellcasting section. So rituals are only 10 minutes long that takes, so you're not gonna be raging during this time frame. So this is more based on exploration or role playing in your campaign if you were to use your spirit seeker ability of beast sense or speak with animals. Also at this level, when you adopt this path, you choose a totem spirit and gain its feature. You must make or acquire a physical totem, object, amulet, or similar adornment. Possibly tattoos. Maybe feathers for a headdress. Your total animal might be related to those listed here, but more appropriate to your homeland. For example, if you choose hawk or vulture in place of eagle. But your first total animal is bear. While raging, you have resistance to all damage except psychic. The spirit of the bear makes you tough as nails. Second feature that you can choose is eagle. And this feature is while you're raging and you aren't wearing heavy armor, other creatures have disadvantage on opportunity attack rolls against you. And you can use the dash action as a bonus action on your turn. The spirit of the eagle makes you into a predator who can weave through the fray with ease. Third one is elk or deer, however you want to flavor it. While you're raging and aren't wearing heavy armor, your speed is increased by 15 feet. The spirit of the elk makes you extraordinarily swift. Fourth is tiger or panther. While raging, you could add 10 feet to your jump distance and three feet to your high jump distance. The spirit of the tiger empowers your leaps. The last feature you can choose is Wolf. While you're raging, your friends have advantage on melee attack rolls against any creature within five feet of you that is hostile. The Spear of the Wolf makes you the leader of hunters. So these are a lot of good features. Hard to pick at level three. Yeah, and it almost seems like you'll be like kind of dabbing your toes into the water of each one of these during certain situations. But again, if you have a DM who is more specific on wordplay, then you at least must have the totem spirit items such as feathers, claws, teeth, or bones of that animal to be able to choose either one of these. And it doesn't say technically that you have to stick with just one. So depending on how your campaign or how your table rules this, if you have a, you know, bear fur, you know, eagle claws, elk or deer antlers, all along, along a necklace, you might be able to allow to change through all of these and multiples. As we mentioned before, it's not common 
for a path of the totem warrior to have more than one of these totem warrior abilities, but it does exist. Yeah. Which one would you choose from the get-go, James? Um, I know the most popular is bear because all the resistance, but me personally, yeah. me personally, I would probably choose the wolf, especially if I have other fighters or melee combatants in the party. Like a rogue that gets advantage yeah. when they're near me, or a paladin even. Ooh. And as a side notion, it does have to be melee attack rolls against any creature within five feet of you. So it does have to be someone that is using a melee weapon rather than a ranged weapon. Next up, we have Aspect of the Beast. At sixth level, you gain a magical benefit based on the totem animal of your choice. You can choose the same animal you select at third level or a different one. Again, you can choose either bear, eagle, elk, or deer, tiger, or wolf. For the bear, you gain the might of a bear. Your carrying capacity, including maximum load and maximum lift, is doubled, and you have advantage on strength checks made to push, pull, lift, or break objects. For the eagle, you gain the eyesight of an eagle. You can see up to one mile away with no difficulty. Able to discern even fine details as though looking at something no more than 100 feet away from you. Additionally, dim light doesn't impose disadvantage on your wisdom perception checks. If you choose the elk or the deer, or heck, maybe even choose a moose for that matter. Whether mounted or on foot, your travel pace is doubled, as is the travel pace of up to 10 companions while they're within 60 feet of you and you're not incapacitated. The elk spirit helps you roam far and fast. If you choose the tiger, you gain proficiency in two skills from the following list. Athletics, acrobatics, stealth, or survival. The cat spirit hones your survival instinct, so that's why you get this. Or if you choose the wolf, you gain the hunting sensibilities of a wolf. You can track other creatures while traveling at a fast pace, and you can move stealthily while traveling at a normal pace. Because typically, as if you're following the rules as written, if you're traveling at a normal pace or slow pace, is when you can actually make the perception checks. If you're traveling at a fast pace, you get disadvantage on those checks. Would you choose Wolf again in this one? Um, it's actually a hard choice. There is a lot of utility here. It would just depend on the roles of the other party. Maybe you need a skill monkey, so tiger. You need stealth or acrobatics. Or maybe you're traveling through like an elemental campaign where you have like high low heats you know maybe you need a move better so elk you know get you through that a lot better or maybe you chose a creature that doesn't have dark vision so eagle and perhaps even you just want to have the flavor of being seen as a brute with amazing strength and capabilities that you choose bear no matter what because then you could easily just break objects at whim because you have an advantage on strength checks. Yeah, that's a good point. At 10th level, you get Spirit Walker. You can cast the Commune with Nature Spell, but only as a ritual. When you do so, a spiritual version of one of your animals you chose for the Totem Spirit or Aspect of the Beast appears to you to convey the information you seek. So just kind of like a little nice utility exploration type deal here oh yeah because if you were to use commune with nature you can gain knowledge of facts of three facts actually of up to three choices 
which would be terrain and bodies of water, prevalent plants, minerals, animals, or people, powerful celestials, phase fiends, elements, or undead, influence from other planes or existence, and buildings. So you gain this knowledge just by communing with nature about the situation you're in. So your animal would just tell you about that. And it's a way to help boost your chances of either finding a situation that you need to find or maybe you guys are on the hunt for a certain lair during uh, a beast and this is what you need to do as your mission next up level 14 you have totemic attunement you gain a magical benefit based on a totem animal of your choice you can choose the same animal you selected previously or a different one bear while you're raging, any creature within 5 feet of you that's hostile to you has disadvantage on attack rolls against targets other than you or another creature with this feature. An enemy is immune to this effect if they can't see or hear you, or if it can't be frightened. If you have Eagle, while raging, you have a flying speed equal to your current walking speed. This benefit works only in short bursts. You fall if you end your turn in the air and nothing else is holding you aloft. If you choose Elk, while raging, you can use a bonus action during your move to pass through the space of a large or smaller creature. That creature must succeed on a strength saving throw. The DC is 8 plus your strength bonus plus your proficiency modifier. Or be knocked prone. And take bludgeoning damage equal to 1d12 plus your strength modifier. If you choose Tiger. While you are raging, if you move at least 20 feet in a straight line toward a large or small target, right before you make a melee weapon attack against it, you can use a bonus action to make an additional melee weapon attack against it. If you choose Wolf, while you're raging, you can use a bonus action on your turn to knock a large or smaller creature prone when you hit it with a melee weapon attack. These are all good extra benefit abilities. Uh, some of them, I'm not quite sure about. Because they say a creature large or smaller? Yes, not of your same size. Yeah. Because like... Here's the thing with that, like usually like this kind of stuff, you see like one size larger because what if your wizard casts an large person on you? Yep. Then according to this rules as written, you're the same size as this creature, but it technically says only larger, smaller. Yep, and a lot of them also say that you have to use your bonus action to make that extra melee weapon attack against it if you were to use uh, this feature from that one, such as the wolf or the tiger. Or even if you're using the elk to, to kind of ram this sort of bludgeoning damage and knocking them prone at the same time. Uh, so over, over wolf or elk even, I would probably choose elk because you get that extra bonus damage with oh, your strength yeah. modifier. Uh, I do like these abilities as a bonus action because they say you don't have to make an attack before you use them. You could just use them as a bonus action. Uh, not technically. Some of them you do have to make a melee weapon attack against it to be able to do it. Such as if you're doing the wolf. It specifically states that when you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack, you can knock it prone if it's large or smaller. The tiger. Is it? Yep. The tiger also states that you have to move in a straight line towards a larger or smaller creature, or large or smaller creature, not larger, sorry, and right before making a melee weapon attack against it, you can use your bonus action. So, technically, you have to use your bonus, or you still have to attack it, or else if you're, you have a DM that is on wordplay, you have to attack it no matter what after this bonus action. 
you gotcha. cannot use your bonus action for something, or you cannot use your action for something else. Gotcha. So they could have worded words, that a little bit better. Yeah, they they definitely, and I do prefer the way you're mentioning it, James, to where it doesn't make you need to take the attack, but as rules as written, you have to attack on some of these only, not all of them, but for the ones that you may want to use, utilize, you might have to attack with. The bear's really good. Yeah, a lot of people choose the bear when choosing this uh, Path of the Totem Warrior subclass. Well, the only thing about the eagle is you can't stop in the air. Yes, you have to be holding on to something to keep yourself aloft. So, in that same scenario, if you're flying, I guess, in a room, does this room have rafters? I'm going to fly this area and I'm going to grab on that rafter at the end of my turn. That way I don't fall. And, I mean, technically, if you want to have... Your DM might even just typically allow that because, hey, you're going to be able to hold yourself up. You're a massive barbarian who yeah. should have the strength to be able to do a lot of things already naturally. But if you are carrying something specifically heavy, maybe that's when the player is going to have to roll an extra check or something to be able to hold yourself up, maybe. I especially like this eagle ability. Because if there's a wizard with a bunch of like minions, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to fly over the minions and attack the wizard. Yep, there you go. And this is where I guess you would have to talk to your DM the most on this situational time frame of what I'm about to mention. And that is you're not stuck to just one. It doesn't say anywhere in the wording that you only get to choose one and stick with only one of them per one of those sections. It just says if you have the items needed for your totem creature that you can then use this ability. I do think because this is an early this is player's handbook, right? Yeah. Yep. This, it was this, not rendition. There was no uh, fixed renditions within Tasha's culture. Player's handbook. Because a lot, of, a lot of it you choose. But it never says, oh, you can switch between long rest or level. It's yeah, so this choose, is something. You choose a spirit when you gain this feature. So work with your DM, figure out how you guys will be able to play or utilize it within your specific campaign. And with that, I believe we've covered everything within the subclass of the Barbarian, the Path of the Totem Warrior. We hope you enjoyed today's content and hope you also learned something new or discovered a different way to apply any of these features. Yeah, and if you would like to discuss more, you can find us at our socials linked in the description of this episode. And again, we appreciate you for listening and hope you look forward to more content like this. But don't forget, let it roll.